Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash life coach radio that's audibletrial.com slash life coach radio and now here's today's show good afternoon everyone and welcome to making inspired choices with coach linda i'm your host linda stevens jones a certified christian life coach and it's wonderful you're here today to all of our first-time listeners Welcome to the show, and thanks for tuning in. And to those of you who are listening to this episode as a replay, I appreciate your listening. I want to give a big shout-out and thanks to my last guest, Mr. Tony Small, a renowned artist and musical genius who shared his views about focus. One of my great takeaways from his interview was that he's focused on serving and uplifting others and that doors of opportunity open when you are serving. Today, we are talking about moms and the journey of motherhood. I decided to extend the Mother's Day celebration to today to let us give more honor and recognition to mothers. And I'm also talking to the women who are pouring themselves and their love into the lives of others like mothers, okay? Good mothering can come in other forms than a birth mother. My comments today can apply to grandmothers, stepmothers, godmothers, aunts, big sisters, adopted mothers, sister-in-laws, cousins, foster parents. You get the idea. (laughs) So today... I want to let us reflect a bit on the impact, rewards, and challenges of motherhood and thus remember the tremendous sacrifices that can often be taken for granted until Mother's Day. As a life coach, I always look at how people can enrich and improve their lives. So today, that means mothers. We all know that we generally have 24-7 expectations of mothers and that mothers have 24-7 expectations of themselves. I wonder how many mothers out there ensure they practice good self-care while they are taking care of everyone else's needs. Probably not so many. Moms and nonstop loving giving is what moms do. But honestly, I'd love to see moms begin to put themselves on their schedule, to carve out a little time to exhale and be refreshed, even if it's only a couple of hours every week of dedicated self-care time. I think mothers deserve some special care, not just on birthdays and Mother's Day, but throughout the year. What would it take for that to happen, moms out there? I think first, 
is for you to believe you deserve it. And second, it's to put your put it on your calendar like you put all of your other priorities. Well, today we have a guest who's going to share some of her insights and learnings with her mother and her own journey as a mother. And here's the other thing. Today I've built in extra time because this show is designed for you to be a part of it, not just by listening, but also by sharing. I'm opening the phone lines earlier so we can hear from you. Tell us your favorite story about your mom or about your raising your children. You can also just call and give a shout-out for your mom, even if she's no longer physically here. So what comes readily to mind when you think of your mother? When I think of my mother, and I was also blessed with a loving stepmother, I think of love and sacrifice. Then I think of the ways I've been influenced. And what comes to mind is courage, determination. And you know another thing that comes to mind is humor. I believe I got my sense of humor from my mom. (laughs) Especially having a good belly laugh at small things. That is just one of her many gifts to me. Really, it's worth all of our pausing just to be reminded of the choices moms have had to make about limited resources, feeding their children, instilling proper values, maybe in the face of some significant uphill challenges that were going on at the exact same time. So I want to hear from you a little later in the show. What is one of the most valuable lessons you've learned from your mother? Remember, all show long, we're just applauding mothers and all that mothers and mother-like figures in our lives pour into us. So get ready to share with me after I interview my guest. And now, listeners, it's time to introduce my special guest. Ms. Nelfred Tilly Blanding of Springfield, Virginia. Tilly, as she's best known, is a mother of two adult children, a daughter who graduated from Duke University and teaches in New York City, and a son who is in the U.S. Army with a military intelligence specialty. Tilly grew up in Orangeburg, South Carolina, where she became actively engaged in the civil rights movement as a young teen. Today she is retired from Fairfax County as a human services professional. Her over 40-year professional career, she served in a wide range of positions, adapting as she went along in the early years as a military spouse, relocating every few years. Before she came to Fairfax County Human Services, her experiences ranged from directing preschool, serving as a recreation specialist in Germany, a juvenile probation counselor, child protective services worker, and director of a behavior modification program for fourth and fifth graders. Over her 30 years with Fairfax County, a few of her career highlights are 
Recruiting African-American Families for the Black Adoption Project. Recruiting and Retaining Foster Homes for Children Removed from Their Families. Supervising Community-Based Service Programs. And her last position in which she served as a regional community developer where she built collaborative partnerships with schools, faith-based groups, civic organizations, businesses, and nonprofits to strengthen and build capacity in the western part of Fairfax County, Springfield, Chantilly, and Centerville areas. Today, she is actively involved in her community's development, church ministries, and civic organizations such as Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Jack and Jill of America, Kids Save Weekend Miracles, and Faith Communities in Action. Terry is frequently called upon to use her gifts and talents to inspire and mobilize others, to include singing the national anthem at one of President Obama's rallies in Virginia during the last presidential campaign. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure to welcome my guest, Nelfred Tilly Blanding. Tilly, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. Thank you for helping me to extend the Mother's Day celebration today. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for having me. I am just delighted to be here. Thank you. Yes. I know I know your participation will further remind our audience why it's worth dedicating some time to reflect on mothers and to maybe say a little more than what gets shared on Mother's Day. The way we are loved, shaped, encouraged, and supported by mothers and the way mothers give that experience to their children. So let's jump right in. Did you enjoy your Mother's Day on Sunday? Oh, I had a fantastic time. My daughter came from New York to be here, and my niece and grandniece came. Uh, My grandniece is in Philadelphia. She graduated from AU last year, and she's a chemistry teacher. Mm -hmm. So I was just so happy to have them, and a little bit sad that my son couldn't come because he's out in Texas in the military. So, But we had a grand old time with our village friends. Oh, wonderful. Uh, With the church, and then we um, went out to eat. Oh, nice. Fabulous. So share a few thoughts that come to your mind when you think of your mother. What a great question. You know, it just I get all emotional when I think about my mother because she isn't with us now, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She died in 1981. But, you know, I found that it doesn't matter how long you have her. Mm-hmm. It's the impact that they have on your life while they're here. Exactly. You know, whether it be, you know, you're 18 mm-hmm. or 30 when they pass on. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I think of my mother, my mother was a housewife. She didn't have a, a formal education. Mm-hmm. Worked in the racist South, mm-hmm. um, you know, so she was very, very embarrassed at times because she didn't get to go to college mm-hmm. or, or, or even finish high school. Mm-hmm. They had to uh, quit school to pick cotton. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so that hurt her very much. So she was determined that her three daughters, she and my father, would get a college education, and we all did, and we made sure that. So I love them for that. That's called sacrifice. Yes. 
That's called sacrifice. Yes. That's called I love you. Mm-hmm. That's called I care for you, and I want a better life for you than, you know, I had for myself once. Mm-hmm. So when I think of her, though, I think of walking in that house with, when I come from school and those aromas and flavors. Oh. oh, she was the best cook in the world, Linda. Mm. We used to say our mother could boil water, and we'd be moaning about how good it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So she, you know, just walking in the house from school, you know, she was a smart woman. She was a disciplinarian of the family. Oh. My daddy never laid a hand on her. Okay. But she did enough laying on her hands, <laughs> I tell you, for the whole crew. So, yeah, she believed in that, you know, go get your switch. Okay. Go out to the tree and get your switch. So she was a common sense woman. She, I felt she was courageous, kind, giving, fun-loving. I heard you speak about that belly laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, she had a belly laugh that just wouldn't wait. She, You know, people loved her, you know, living in a small town. So mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody. Yes. So she just uh, was the kind of person that people were drawn to. Mm-hmm. And wow. we lived in a county with two historically black colleges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So PhDs would walk through the door. It didn't matter that she didn't wow. have no it. And I mean, you know, they loved her. Yeah. So this, I, I admired this in my mind, that she was this kind of a woman, church going. You know, praying for her children, mm. you know, calling on the Lord every, every second. Lord, don't let me hit that child. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she just was a wonderful. Well, you know, just from what you describe of your mom, I see so much of you in her. What do you see of yourself that's most like your mom? You know, Linda, it, you know, in your book, when you're growing up, you thought, I'm not going to be like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a switch on me. I'm not going to. You know, and you do take things that you see in your family. Go, I will do that or I will not do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you learn. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. I often hear President Obama talking about his father and how he learned how to be a better father mm-hmm. than his father did do. Yeah. So you've got to take the good and the nobody's perfect. Right. You know, right. It's, it's your wonderful nobody's perfect. But um, I just wanted to. Be like her. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know how to cook growing up. We didn't because that was her domain, the kitchen. So we learned how to cook afterwards. Okay. You know, people think, you know, because I can rattle with a pot of tomato. I don't know. <laughs> but they didn't know that I, I couldn't do anything growing up. And I learned, you know, how to do that from her. So I wanted to have that spirit that she had of giving and caring to people. That's where you get it from. Yeah, wow. you know, I didn't find out some things about my mother until she died. Okay. We were in Germany. I went to Germany right after college. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mother did, you know, have things because I was away from home. So Vision was up there talking about how she had the boys from the boys' home. They walked a mile and a half to our home where my mother just cooked, cooked. They ate these kids. They couldn't believe it. The minister was there. Mm-hmm. How Somebody to just be forgiven for going to the you know, They had disadvantage in their life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I look at stuff like that, and it just makes me want to, am I proud of her? Yeah. Didn't matter that she didn't have a college education. Yeah. Yeah. I love my mother. Oh, I see. Just what you shared so far, I see so much of her in you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, that, that really makes me feel good because I do want to be like her. Mm-hmm. So she's proud. 
I know she is. Mm-hmm. You have raised two children. Mm-hmm. How old are they now? Well, I have a daughter who's 43. Okay. And she was graduated from Duke University, and mm-hmm. then she went on to Columbia University, so she's a math teacher in New York. Okay. And then we adopted our son, okay. 13 and a half years after my daughter. She was 13 and a half years old. Okay. When we got that, he was 14 months old. Oh, I'm sorry, four months old. He was four months old. Yeah, so oh, he's, he'll be 30 in July. And uh, mm. so they're grown and gone. How am I? Wonderful children. Well, here's kind of a, a same question I asked about your mom. What are a few things you think your children would say to describe you? Oh, that's a good question. Because, you know, sometimes you just don't know what your kids are thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then you think about how you grew up and think, oh, God, I'm going to do like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you, I think they would say that, you know, I love them. I think they would say that, you know, I, I do so much for them and I care about them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they would probably say too much. <laughs> let it go. You know, let it go, Mom. <laughs> You know, I'm grown, you know, because, you know, they've grown now, but they will always be your children. Yes. I don't care if they're 50. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are going to be your children. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pass on mother wit. Mm-hmm. You're going to pass on nuggets of knowledge, mm-hmm. whether they want it or not. <laughs> you know, yes. and sometimes they call you and ask you for it, which shocks yes. me. You know, they'll ask you, well, what do you think about this? I'm like, really? Oh, God. <laughs> You know, it makes me feel good. So I, I would hope they say that, you know, I was kind and try to set an example for how they should treat other people. Now, um, are your daughter and son people who love to be with other people? Do they uh, spend time? I would say my daughter is a social butterfly. He's more so than my son. Okay. Yeah, he's, you know, everybody has their own personality. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's a more quiet type and whatnot. Okay. One time, though, Linda, that's a good question. He was looking at me doing good works, and, you know, I'm trying to teach him, mm-hmm. you know, well, this is how you treat people, you know. You mm-hmm. So he was just looking at me, he said, and he shook his head, and he just shook his head and said, Mom, this is a true story. I wish I could be more like you and someday. He said, I'm just not made like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, Zach, you are who you are. Yes. You know, but you have to look at your character and your qualities and, you know, make the best out of it. Yeah. You don't have to be like me. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that shocked me when he said that. <laughs> um, what would you say uh, are the just a couple of the key values that you have passed on to, that you raised them with? I would hope that, you know, the love, to love the Lord, mm-hmm. I hope that that, you know, see through some kind of way, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, to be compassionate. You know, there's a song called If I Can Help Somebody. Don't make me start singing. You know I will. (laughs) If I Can Help Somebody as I Pass Along, which was Martin Luther King's favorite hymn. Yeah, that and uh, another precious Lord. Mm -hmm. So if I can help somebody as I pass along. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. stick to something like that in your life script as you move along in this journey, because when you do it, it should make you feel good. Yes. Inside. Yes. 
that you have that capacity to give, to love, mm-hmm. to share. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? That's what this life is all about. That is what it is. In the bottom line. Okay. That's what it's all about. Yes. Well, you mentioned um, that you uh, adopted your son. Yes. And as I said earlier in the show, mothering comes in all shapes and fashions. Yes. So, um, you said he was four months old. He was four months old. And would you share with us what led you to pursue adoption? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I could have had more children. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nothing fine. Oh, okay. yeah, I could have. But I was influenced when I was in college. I um, read an article, I think it was in one of my classes, mm-hmm. talking about Margaret Mead, who was the famous anthropologist. Yes. And, you know, back then we had orphanages mm-hmm. that children were put into. Mm-hmm. And then we started with the foster home type Mm -hmm. type thing. Mm -hmm. So she had the concept that if people, when they got married, and people usually do this, and well, we'd like to have two, three, four, Mm -hmm. five children, whatever. Mm -hmm. You want to have five children, how about have four and adopt one? And that would eliminate us having these foster homes and these orphanages mm-hmm. and children would have stable loving homes mm-hmm. to go into with parents, mm-hmm. a parent or parents, uh-huh. Uh-huh. one or two, whatever. Yeah. I'm yeah. not into all of that. Yeah. You know, loving a home, this is my family. So that, so I, you know, I thought, okay, now I'm never going to have to convince my husband of this, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. he came from family of five. I think one probably would just been family. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think they all slip in the bed together. So we talked about it, and fine, because, you know, everybody in that family has, has to agree. Even my 13-year-old daughter okay. was interviewed, and she, if she said, no, I want to be an only child, that would have been it. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't have been able to adopt it. Mm-hmm. But everybody was on board for it, and we got that cute little big-eyed baby. <laughs> so cute. Wow. So that time his mother was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So you were really influenced and practiced uh, that philosophy of giving one more child a loving home. Exactly. Beautiful. You know, and I'll tell you another story if we have a minute. Mm -hmm. There's three girls in my family. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. The one next to me is almost 10 years older than me. My older sister is 12 years older than me. Mm -hmm. So they were like, I was in early five, and they were like in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were in high school. So my older sister, when she was in college, she worked in New York City mm-hmm. at an orphanage. Oh, wow. I went with her. I must have been, I don't know, seven, maybe seven years old. Yeah, because she was in 17, 18, 19, yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven or eight years old to the orphanage when I came to New York that summer. That was the scariest thing to me in my life to be there. To see all these children, and I had a mama and a daddy. And, they, you know, they slept in the bed. I slept in the bed, and they, you know, went to the cafeteria. They went to Bear Mountain in New York for the trip. You know, there was a set of twins, girls. I thought they had no mommy and daddy. Mm. You know, and it just touched my heart. One little guy, yelling, my sister, little Spanish girl, loved my sister so much. 
Mrs. Rosalind, can I go with you? Because it'll be a good time that they were back. And I thought, that broke my heart. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they moved away from the orphanages to mm-hmm. foster homes mm-hmm. to have them in To try to have, to try to have in their family environment, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that influenced me greatly. Yeah. That's an inspiring yeah. story. Yeah. Of, yeah. Living um, and remembering and then wanting yeah. to practice it yourself. Yeah. It's just... So in addition to raising your two children, mm-hmm. one of whom is adopted, mm-hmm. I know you have been mother-like to numerous young people mm-hmm. who have been fortunate enough to cross your path mm-hmm. and come into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I've heard a little more about your mom, I think I have some idea why, but but tell us why helping young people like a mom has been so important to you. You know, I'm fortunate and blessed in my job. Mm-hmm. I get to do that. Mm-hmm. I get to work in those communities mm-hmm. of all economics, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what your income level is. Rich, not mm-hmm. rich, poor. I've yes. worked in those communities. So I have the ability to impact lives in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I doing that? It's because I watched my mother do it. Yeah. My mother took in her, uh, you know, back in the South, people did that. Yes, yes. And she took in her sister. Her sister got married very young. Mm-hmm. So man was twice her age. Mm-hmm. And she lived in the house with him and his mother one night. <laughs> she had two boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very young me, she said, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. So mm-hmm. she left and went to New York to work as a maid. Mm-hmm. So we were down south. And she said, would you please, you know, because she, she told me she'll always love my mother. She used to just, oh, my, your mother, my mother, my mother, my mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my mother took her boy. Okay. New York was no place to raise two boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these boys were smart. You know, they went to Catholic school. They mm-hmm. went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. They went to Catholic school. You know, they read it, read one of them. And it just, so she tried to bring them one summer back. And you can't leave them uh, until that like that. No. So they were raised through high school with us. And I watched my mother play. They had their own bedroom, two beds, twin beds. I had. I was a baby, I guess. I slept at the foot of my parents' bed and slipped out, and then my sister had the other one in one bathroom. All those but I watched her do that. Yeah. Yeah, I watched her do that. And I thought, can I impact somebody's life? What an example she was. She was just, I tell you. What an oh, example. Oh, yeah. She really was something. A lot of fun, too. She was. <laughs> do you think you got some of your humor from Oh, my her? goodness, yeah. She used to tell her daughter, keep your sense of humor. In life, keep your sense of humor because you're gonna need you're gonna need that sense of humor. Well, knowing you and seeing you still so actively engaged today in the causes that matter to you, I mean, you've got it together. Um, I want to ask, as I ask um, all of my guests, was there ever a season in your life where you had major challenge or uncertainty? as you were raising your children? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not, this is the most important job you'll ever do, parenting, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're perfectly human. Yeah. So we want to err and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
you get up, have to jump off, and keep keep going. Yeah. So you know, you got like you said, the teen years. Mm-hmm. So I'm saving my son. He wouldn't clean his room. Oh <laughs> God! I thought, well, what color is your carpet? All these clothes on it. So I thought, I need the patience of Joe here. So, you know, but I'm doing, get out of that room, you know, doing all the things you probably should do. And he's moping around like a turtle. You know, I thought, okay, I went in my room and I thought, okay, you know, you've got to pull out some of your counseling skills, your social work skills. Mm-hmm. It's harder when it's your child. It's much easier to do it with somebody else. Yes, yes. So I brought him in the room and I thought, okay, I'm going to work him. I'm going to do the I message. Capital okay. I, I feel. Uh-huh. So I sat him down and I said, you know, son, you're so wonderful. I'm just so so proud of you. I'm so mm-hmm. just happy that you're my son. Mm-hmm. I said, now, I feel hurt inside. I feel saddened mm-hmm. because I've asked you several times to clean up your room, and I know that you can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're not doing it, but mm-hmm. it just I feel hurt and sad. So he, being a quiet person, he didn't say a word. He didn't say a word, and I said, I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. He got up, went in that room. 30 minutes later, it was clean to my standards. It was clean. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So I thought, I, you know what? You guys are younger. Get in there, Yeah. Because he was younger. Oh, it was home cleaning because we had the star chart. Yeah. He would get stars. And yeah. at the end of the week, he get, you know. So that's fun. But when they get the teenagers, <laughs> you think the star chart is going to work? <laughs> 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 no, star chart is not working. So, but you know. So when you communicate with him, made a difference. Yeah, I gave him an eye message. I gave him an eye message. And I actually teach that. I would teach that these techniques. Mm-hmm. In parenting classes that I used to do, and actually my husband used to do it with me. He's a retired, he was a retired um, uh, infantry officer, mm-hmm. but he had a PhD in clinical psychology. So, you know, we made up our mind we'd never spank our children, mm-hmm. their brains, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 you know. So that was different than what our parents did with us. Right, right. So, you know, we talked to them and, you know, try to use different techniques. So we, we, we used to do that, um, volunteering to that. The county. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And you were, I mean, I know it couldn't have been easy moving about as a military family mm-hmm. every few years. Um, tell me a little about what role faith plays in helping you to overcome the challenges during the teen years. Well, you know, faith is your rock, your grounder, your stabilizer. Mm-hmm. you you got to have that, you know, because you, you can call the Lord all the time. So, that's the right person to call on yeah. when things get, you know, rough and the road gets rocky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we we created this village of friends that we have, mm-hmm. our military friends and family, and we have, you know, we have holidays together, you know, Easter, mm-hmm. we have at your house this year, your house this year, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you have these village of friends, and that faith, you know, and they're all into faith, all sorts of faith, you know, like-minded in that manner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think sometimes and we go through things with our children and when now we talk to each other. So it's good to have a friend to talk to. Yeah. You know, when you're, what, 
you know, even as your children are adults now, yeah. you still do. Mm-hmm. So it was so funny. I was riding with my good friend in the car, and, we, and you know, we get each other, and you know, you just got to stop. I said, yeah, you got to breathe. Yeah. And you got to pray. Yeah. You got to take your blood pressure medicine. <laughs> yeah, you have to do those things to help you through whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I find it wonderful to be able to balance. You don't have to do everything they say. You might not agree with some of them, but sure. It's just wonderful to have that openness. Yeah. So you have that platform where you can go to somebody and talk mm-hmm. and cry. Yeah, yeah. Just feel what you're feeling. Just feel into what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's great to have that in your village, we call it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, my mother used to tell me, she said, y'all are wonderful. She said, you got an education. And she said, man, I don't, this is the common sense, mom. She said, man, I don't care how much education you have. Common sense is one of the most important things. One of she said, it, she said, it ain't never too late to mess up. Remember that, don't Yeah. Like, stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah, when you look at, you know, you see adults messing up all the time. Mm-hmm. Never too late. Remember that. Don't get too mm-hmm. full of yourself. Don't get, yeah. Right. Stay humble. I, I've conquered everything. Nothing can touch me. Stay humble. Yeah. Oh, that's some good, that's some good wisdom. Yes, it is. I was just going to ask you. If there was a particular lesson or advice that your mom gave you, would you say that is that would yeah, that would be a great part of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's not so much what they say to you; it's what they do mm-hmm. when you when you see what they're doing. Yes, when they lead by example. Yes, you know, absolutely. And they're dragging you to, to church. <laughs> Well, I have a 500 season. <laughs> okay. I'm on antibiotics. You can walk. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you learn from, from, from their example. Absolutely. And I'm sure all mothers everywhere do this because I operate from the premise, Linda, that being a social worker, I have seen the senior side of life. Mm-hmm. I've seen children abused by well-meaning parents mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. They just don't know what to do. So later I'll be talking about some things they did. You know, you can do the get on the right path to parenting. Oh, well, well, tell us some about that. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that I did in the county was uh, we have the, they were first called the Parent Nurturing Program. Okay. Well, kind of like that about 26 years ago. We still have it. Okay. And that's called the Parent Education Program. Okay. And we look for uh, faith communities because mm-hmm. we need a big space for it mm-hmm. and schools to conduct these classes. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the classes, um, what we have is we've grown and developed over the years. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read this to you. This is the Fairfax County Department of Family Services Parenting Education Program. It offers three different parenting education classes. Okay. These include parents with children from birth to four years. That's a 24-week program. This is not like a slap in, slap out. Mm -hmm. This is serious. In-depth. Yeah, in-depth. Parents with children 5 to 11 years old. That's a 13-week program. Parents with adolescents. 12 to 18 years old, 
12 weeks. Parenting with African-American cultural focus. Because we find that we needed that. Mm-hmm. It's different. Mm-hmm. can be different. Mm-hmm. 12 to 24 weeks is the length of class for that. Parents with children versus 4 to 5, but from birth to 4 and 5 to 11. We also offer those classes in English and Spanish. Excellent. Parenting with an African-American cultural focus class is offered only in English. Mm-hmm. So parents and children learn together to create memories and experiences that will last a lifetime. And these classes have different topics, okay? Yeah. Criticism and confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Child proof in your home. Choices and consequences. Developing empathy in children. Mm-hmm. We were just talking yeah. about that. We want them to be caring and compassion, mm-hmm. developing family morals and values, some of the stuff you're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Developing personal power in children and adults. You know, just body safety, mm-hmm. which is that good touch, bad touch. Yes. You know, yeah. Something that's happened, you tell somebody stop that cycle of abuse. Exactly. You know. So you know, and how parents can talk with I statements and feeling statements to children. So these are great classes. So it sounds like uh, I'm hearing you say parents or, well, we know mothering is not easy. Right. And we know that uh, mothers, as I said earlier in the broadcast, mothers can set expectations for themselves to be available 24-7. Right. And then society kind of has maybe unrealistic uh, standards or expectations sometimes of mothers to be there no matter what 24-7. That's true. And what I hear you're sharing is a way to equip mothers or parents right, with the skills to do it well. To do it well. To do it well. To do it well. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you were doing what we've done to you, but that, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've changed in our society. We do We have. Children can't protect themselves, Linda. Right. So we have child protective services. Right. Somebody, you know, all of us are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. If you see a child being abused, if you know teachers, you're supposed to report that mm-hmm. because we want to help the family. Yeah. The main goal when we remove children from their family is to reunite them with their family. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. They may have been abusing that all, but, but they don't want back. They're familiar. They want to go back to it. Exactly. So what, when we do that, we... What do you need, parents? Mm-hmm. Parenting classes? Do you need, you know, uh, do you have a drug problem? Mm-hmm. Do you have help for that? Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to do these requirements before your child is given back that treat. Well, I think that is um, significant information, and I hope our listeners can take that in, that there are ways here to, instead of judging yourself or feeling uh like you isolate yourself, that you're not being a good mom or a good parent, that you can take advantage of some resources to, one, get equipped, but also to be in an environment where there are other people going through similar similar challenges. You can support each other and and kind of grow together. Yes, you're not alone. Yes, you're not the only one going through. We all do. Yeah, you know, because we said they'll teach you how to slap that hamburger at McDonald's. You get no training in how to be a parent. How to pop the baby is here. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to all be instinctive. It's right, right. But it's not right. 
and you are doing what was, what was done to you, and that may not have been the correct mm-hmm. right thing mm-hmm. for you and your, your family, your child. Good, good information. Mm-hmm. Well, again, to our audience, um, we are talking about mothering and the challenges of challenges and sacrifices of mothers. And Tilly, I want to I want to sh- go back to something I shared earlier in the broadcast, and that is, as a life coach, I really think it's important for mothers to build in a little space for themselves to just be able to catch their breath, to put in some self-care time. So I want to, what do you think about that idea? That is so, so, because you know what I'll say, you cannot give what you have not received. Mm-hmm. You have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to pamper yourself sometimes. Yeah. Feel good about yourself that you're not, because sometimes people feel trapped. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get out of this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've seen it, Yeah. you know, in my work. And, you know, how to, um, I, I see people who are isolated. Yeah. You know, they're not connected with church, mm-hmm. with a faith community. Mm-hmm. They're not connected with any kind of activity, you know, and they just in this in a sort of cl- Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how to get out of that. Well, you have to teach people sometimes how to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That is a great, great point. Mm-hmm. Because once you start feeling better about you and who you are, that will just be infused in your children. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Having, even if mom's out there, even if you're not motivated because you feel you deserve it, right, right, right. in and of its own right, or yeah. you're not ready to make yourself a priority. Right. Remember that you're teaching your children at the same time. Exactly. And, you know, Lorena, thank you for bringing that up, because one thing I used to do as a social worker, because a lot of my clients didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, oh, Pamper, I'm going to the spa. Well, mm-hmm. you know, hey, okay, you can't afford it. So what we used to do, we would do field trips. We'd go to D.C. because that's a lot of stuff is free. Free. Mm-hmm. Get the county van, take them over to the Children's Museum, take them over to the study, take them to the airplane, and we show them how you can get on a bus or get on the metro mm-hmm. and go and have a wonderful, create a memory yes. with yes. your family. Create family traditions. Yes. How to do that. You don't have to have money to do that. You great don't have to point. Really great point. Yes. I hope our listeners are taking that in and um, moms out there, I hope you're just seeing um, that we honor you. We recognize the um, tremendous load and weight of being mothers and the mother likes out there. Um, and we just hope that this is encouraging and uplifting that we believe in it's important for you to have some self-care time okay. and uh, carving out a little space for yourself to be able to just uh, exhale a moment mm-hmm. Just relax for a moment and have a, a moment of refreshing. Tilly? Well, yes. I was thinking as you were talking, the county office, this is what we do every now and then, supports you want to leave your children in a safe environment, mm-hmm. a safe haven. Mm-hmm. And we have a respite day because we have so many grandparents raising their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not having a turnaround for whatever circumstance. Maybe the child 
or gone or drugged, whatever. This is what I see. You know. So we have a day of rest on a Saturday. Every now and then, I don't know how often we do it now. Mm-hmm. Maybe once every go. But they bring the children to the center. Okay. To the county building because we have all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, in and they go and do whatever they want to do. So I think the parents are grandparents and parents. Right. To have some time off for respite when you talk exactly. about caring for yourself. Exactly. So, okay, everybody, that's a, that's a valuable resource. A time of refreshing is doable, and you could do that. Check the Fairfax County for information, and you can do that without having to pay for child care. Yeah. So that is a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. Um, this has been very inspiring and insightful, Tilly. Thank you for just sharing from your heart today. Well, thank you. To our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. And now we want to connect with you out there. Call us and share a favorite memory of your mom or raising your children or anything you'd like to share today. We're opening up the phone line. So whether you want to make a comment, give a shout-out, join us right now by calling one 646 716-9397. We would love to hear from you. The number again is 1-646-716-9397. While we're waiting for callers, Tilly, what's it like to look back at where you were and the challenges you talked about to where you are today? What comes to mind as your children were growing up, as they were teens, to today? Well, you know, I'm very proud of my children, and I thank God, you know, that they have done well, Mm -hmm. and they're feeding themselves, (laughs) and they're holding themselves, (laughs) and they're over their head. God, thank God for that, Mm -hmm. because... um, you know, it could be different, yeah. You know, and you, I stay on my knees mm-hmm. praying for them every day mm-hmm. that, you know, they're happy, mm-hmm. they're healthy, that the challenges come along, that they'll go to the rock mm-hmm. and know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite uh, scriptures um, verses is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. You know? So in that battle, you know, he's always there with you. You know, yeah. he may not come when you want, but he's always right <laughs> on time, right? Time. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I prayed and I prayed and now I'm not, maybe it's not time yet. But, or know, maybe there's something that God has to grow you through you. that challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And growing your reliance on him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the way you said that. True. Yeah, because yeah. you have to keep that reliance on him. You know, mm-hmm. the scripture like that gives you confidence. Yes. You know that, yes, wow, he's going to be conscious. I'm not alone. Yes. You know, because oftentimes we don't go to him. You know, and you have to stop and wait a minute. Yeah. I know about somebody who can see me through this challenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, 
And, you know, let me just throw in here, Tilly. It's funny because I wonder if all of our challenges got solved immediately, would we even feel a reliance on the Lord? Now, you know, that's a great point. (laughs) You said, well, I'm doing all this by myself. Yes. Right? Yes. We start to think we're... Oh, yeah. I'm doing everything. No, no, no. You got that nice house because the Lord made sure you got that. Mm -hmm. You got that nice car or that good job. Mm -hmm. You know, you better know where those things come from. Mm -hmm. I want to just kind of, it has to do with faith. Mm -hmm. Fairfax County schools, they offer every other year that they do a testing Mm -hmm. of the students. you know, every other year through high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they test them and, you know, they tell them the confidential because they want to know about what's going on with the drugs, what's mm-hmm. going on with the psychological mm-hmm. uh, health, with mental health, you know. And um, one of the things that this survey pointed out was when children were asked that they're connected to a faith of any kind, mm-hmm. that the stats show that these children are less likely to use drugs or wow. kind of criminal behavior. Wow. When they have that type of a moral, uh, faith-based mm-hmm. living in mm-hmm. their home, present in their home, that they're more likely not to get involved in drugs. Mm-hmm. Audience, do you hear that? Yes. That's a powerful point. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it just kind of jumped out on that survey, so I shared mm-hmm. a poster with our pastor mm-hmm. and uh, that information. Wow. Yeah. I hope that um, even encourages someone out there listening to who may not be involved in a faith-based setting, whether a church or um, a church-related activity or faith-based activity, I hope that will encourage someone to to consider it, to give it a try. Yes, Exactly. We have a caller on the line that I want to go to um, a 703-887-PREFIX. Um, caller at 703-887-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on the air. Hello. Good afternoon, Coach Linda. Hi. And good afternoon, Ms. Tilly. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Wonderful, wonderful presentation. Um, you have, have really inspired so many uh, mothers uh, today and, and others, of uh, children of mothers, and just, just men in general as well. Thank you so much for um, your, 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 your wonderful presentations and discussions with Coach Linda. I, I want to give a shout-out to, to you for, for happy belated Mother's Day um, to you. Thanks. And um, also for, to uh, Coach Linda for being a mother-like figure to so many as well. Happy belated Mother's Day to you. And, Thank and to you. All, yes, and to all mothers, and especially uh, my mother, Margaret Colson, and, and uh, my mother-in-law, Annie Lee Stevens, and, and all mothers. Um, great job, you all, today. Thank you all very much. Thank you. You are my favorite caller. Yes, you are. I like you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Goodbye. Have a great day. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to join us, you can get in with your own comment or uh, question 
for me or my guests, call us at 646-716-9397. Terry, um, share with us, I mean, you've shared some great memories of your mom, mm-hmm. but do you have a favorite memory that comes to mind of your mom from your childhood? You know, I, I guess um, so, yeah, I can tell you one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was for the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. I was 12, 13 years old. And, um, you know, wherever you had historically black colleges, you would have a strong civil mm-hmm. rights movement. Mm-hmm. That was usually how it was. Glasson mm-hmm. University in South Carolina State or University. So I was in uh, eighth grade Catholic school, and this was, I guess, 1963. And we were like into it. You know, that's why I'm so involved mm-hmm. with politics and voting and registering people to vote and stuff like that and trying to get people active. Yeah, today. Yeah, your, voice, your vote is your voice. Mm-hmm. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up with parents who were in the NAACP, mm-hmm. who, you know, participated. So when this movement came around, I mean, there was no question. She, she allowed me to march and go to jail by my both parents. Wow. So this was like, and I've been jailed 17 times. I've been marching, sit-ins in the stores, and they wouldn't let you, you couldn't get a hamburger, you know, mm-hmm. spend your money. You couldn't get a job there or whatever. So, you know, we did all kinds of things in picketing stores. So we had three stores mm-hmm. out of business. People would not shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, a white man pulled a gun on me after I was walking the picket line. Um, yeah, the three of us were covering the main on Russell Street, and I looked down. He had circled with his car, and he pulled up the flat and pulled the gun in my face. So uh, Billy Young and Cindy Thompson were on the same block, and Billy said, Nothing, run! And we ran, of course, we ran to the motorcycle police, and we thought, he probably sent him out there to do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, oh, my Lord. So I went home that day. So I went home after that. Mm-hmm. And my mother, oh, my baby, you know, she was going to have some Dr. John mm-hmm. Thomas there. We had five major leaders of that movement. He was a professor at South Carolina mm-hmm. And he was telling her what happened. And she said, baby, you know, just stay home. I said, I'm not staying home. I was so Jesus telling my mother what to do. I said, that's what they're trying to do, mother. They're trying to scare us. I need to go back out there over the chicken. Yeah. And she let, they let me go. And I went back out there on the picket line. So this was a courageous woman, oh. a praying woman who, yes, and we were so, we were just like, okay, y'all didn't get the job done, so we've got to get the job. Our generation has to get the job done. So we were just, you know, I would cry all day here, the words to the, to the uh, national anthem and the words to the Pledge of Allegiance. While we treated this way, you know, we were just, it was a, a, to me, I really knew, I learned, and I matured beyond my years doing that. So this is what, wow, your mom let you go back. Oh, yeah. My daddy came home one day. Everybody was in jail. That is my, the three daughters, my mother. Oh, God. That was really something. That but is powerful. Yeah. You know. Let me take another caller here. We have a caller at... Four seven eight uh, seven one four prefix. 
Press one, and you're on the air live with us. Hello. Yes. Hey, I'm calling in to thank Miss Tilly for sharing her story with us and just to validate and serve as confirmation for everything that she said about motherhood. <laughs> it is such a blessing. It is such, such a wonderful blessing. I was fortunate enough, favored by God, to have my great-grandmother, my grandmother, and my mother, who all served as such good examples in my life, teaching me and rearing me to be the person that I am today. And then God mm. blessed me beyond measure by allowing me to be a mother, giving me a daughter. Mm. And then just mm. when I thought he could not do himself, he, he allowed me to become a grandmother. So Hallelujah. I just wanted Yes, I just wanted to say yes, yes, yes to everything that she said. And and like it's always said, mothering children, you, you don't get um, a book that teach you how to do it. As a matter of fact, as, as a matter of fact, being a mother, I learned some of the greatest lessons in my life just by being a mother, learning along the way. But the greatest yeah. learning lesson that I received was how to pray. It taught me how mm-hmm. to stay on my knees. And yeah. mm-hmm. so just shout out to all mothers. Happy Mother's Day. And just keep on mm-hmm. keeping on because it is a, a beautiful pleasure to be a mother. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. It's a blessing. Thank well, you for sharing that. Caller, let me ask one other thing. Um as you were raising your as you were raising your children, did you uh, take take time out, you know, did you practice self care, would you say, or did you find or do you practice that now, having a grandchild? I do now. Now that is a lesson that I learned <laughs> rather late because when I was uh-huh. rearing my daughter and I was a working mother. And so it was work, 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 taking care of home, taking care of my daughter, taking care of my husband, trying to do it all, just do it all, and not really paying attention to myself. But as time went on, as time went on, I did learn that it was very important to take care of myself so that I could be healthy and be in the place that I needed to be in order to take care of everything else that I needed to. And so that's a lesson I learned late, but it is a lesson that I definitely got because now I know how to take care of me. Amen. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. You know something, Linda? Thank you for sharing that, Carla. Um, I think our role as women mm-hmm. in the past, we've been the caretakers. Yes. And now we're trying to take care of ourselves. That's an important point. Because we are seen as the caretakers, the nurturers, the mother, mm-hmm. motherers, you know, mm-hmm. of everybody. Yes. Yes. And now we find, yes, take care of ourselves and love up on ourselves. So you really, I mean, I think as a coach, I just see that with client after client where they are totally depleted and just pouring, pouring yes. into their children and into others. So... Caller, thank you for yes, uh, yes. 
highlighting that that is uh, of value and that even though you you weren't practicing it years ago, that you are practicing it now. Amen. It's okay. I, I am indeed. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm a little under the weather now, and I almost uh-huh. didn't call in because I don't have much of a voice, but this was just too, too important of a subject to uh-huh. let it go by. Oh. So I had to press through and get my get my call in, but thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much. And I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. God bless. Thank you. Bless you. God bless you. If there are any other callers out there, um, we love just having people, um, the callers who want to give a shout-out to their moms and just say a word about, um, about their mother. So if you want to get in on our conversation, I'll give you the number again. It's 646-716-9397. And while we're waiting, Tilly, um, tell me one of your favorite memories of raising your own children. Uh, I guess that would be uh, when you see something that you're trying to them or get through mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. comes through, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. It becomes reality. They get it. Sometimes they're not get it until later, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that to me is a very humbling thing, mm-hmm. being a mother. People humble you and put you to your mm-hmm. Humbling, you know, because you, you don't know everything. You don't have all the answers, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because children do look to you. They, they. I remember. I thought my parents knew everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they would have me think that they knew. Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think you know, one of the things I try to model for my children is it is okay to apologize and say mm-hmm. you're sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, swallow your pride. We all have pride. Mm-hmm. We're born with ego, mm-hmm. but you know, you have to have that to survive. But how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. You know, so you must know how. And I would say to them something, I am very sorry mm-hmm. that I was not listening very well when you said that I'm a little bit bubble. Mm-hmm. Can I get five minutes? Mm-hmm. Can I get a time out? And then I'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Or, or great technique. Yeah. Oh, I'm just sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm upset and I shouldn't have spoken to you in that tone. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that because you're modeling for them. Absolutely. You're not perfect. Absolutely. It's okay. I think as parents, we have, we have a hard time with that. Yes. Because, you know, I try to think, did my parents ever follow that? No. <laughs> no. Their generation did not do that. <laughs> you know, good skill for every generation to yeah. learn going forward. Because it, it, it moves out of trying to be perfect. Yes. It moves out of trying to be perfect yes. where there's so much stress. As you grow and still trying to maintain, you've never made a mistake. It doesn't. So it's giving yourself permission. Right. To make mistakes. Make mistakes. You're going to have some failures. You pick yourself up. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, what else got to do right? Mm-hmm. And make a correction. Yeah. These are skills Absolutely. that you need throughout life. Now, my daughter played basketball at Duke University. Mm-hmm. She was the late on coming out of high school. 
And, you know, we talk about what sport. I played basketball, too, because mm-hmm. they didn't have scholarships. Right. So she just got tons of offers, though, great school, mm-hmm. everywhere. But she's a blessed child. I love her. She's mm-hmm. blessed. You know, mm-hmm. she's going, it's a job, of course, having to do that and balance all that, but you, you're blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, so we look back on what did the sport teach her? Mm-hmm. What did it teach me? Discipline. Mm-hmm. Teamwork, how to work with others. Yes. These are all skills that you take life with you. Life skills? Life skills. Yeah. That you take with you everywhere you go on the job. Yeah. How to get along with people. How to work out conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, making good choices. Yeah. That you, all of this is, you know, you learn. So you took the time always to get the lesson. Yeah. That's. That's a powerful audience. That's a powerful nugget, too, is sometimes the lessons are all around, but we don't take time to kind of pull the lesson out right. of what we're going through. Right. Mm-hmm. Every, every situation is going to learn. If you didn't learn something, mm-hmm. okay, to take away. Mm-hmm. Love what you can do on here, to take away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything you do. And then what you learn is how to make a correction. Oh, I did that well. Mm-hmm. Or it didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. And we want to do it differently. And I want to encourage somebody. So I try to do that with them. Praise. Pat them on the back. Oh, you did a good job. Mm-hmm. And see, that's a trouble. And I was to, it's called, um, oh, what is it called? I get the name for it. I call it. You, you, what you do is you, you say the positive thing first. Mm-hmm. The positive stroke in the key. You stroke them. Okay. Oh, you did. Okay. Even when they're doing that, they're doing right. You said, oh, you know, you're, I like the way you, you know, talk mm-hmm. to you. are so good at that. Mm-hmm. And now it's the positive. And, but, but here comes, we you know, we're going to get them on the, on the end. Mm-hmm. Now, you can improve on that. Yeah. You blah, 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 blah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. So it's called, called stroke and kick. Yeah, I and, gotcha. And that's a technique I use not for children, but adults at work and at work. <laughs> when somebody has ticked you off, mm-hmm. said, okay, now I know they got some good qualities. I'm going to tell you, know, and you look so nice, they go, like, you're such a giving person, you're mm-hmm. such a blah, blah, blah. Oh, but however, the, I feel so hurt mm-hmm. in that I feel like mm-hmm. the way you talk to me, what you said to me just now, really, it, it hurt me. Yeah. See, they'll be ready to listen because you're going hollering at them. Yeah. But you know, that's also being authentic. Yeah. That's also being authentic. Mm-hmm. So I admire that, just that way of communicating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, gosh, our time has gone by so fast. Um, before we go, what parting words would you like to share with our listeners, Chile? Well, um, I would like to share with people when it comes to, you know, being a mother, being a parent, period, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. mother, father, whatever you are, that to give of yourself, to share your gifts, share your talent, mm-hmm. be a light in somebody's life, yeah. be an encourager. Tell somebody, say something good about somebody every day. Let them know that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially your children. Amen. Being a mother. You know, especially 
your children. Amen. Um, you know, we got a lot of loving, caring mothers who sacrifice, grandmothers, mm-hmm. mother-like figures mm-hmm. that are doing this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Helping, loving, yes. caring. And it's important work. It's tremendously important. You don't get money for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the payoff is, Lord, you know, how are they turning out in this world mm-hmm. that you gave them? How are you using this life that you gave It's your legacy. It's your legacy. It's your legacy that what you imprint on your children or the people that you heavily influence, like mother figures, um, what they carry on into the next generation and the next generation, you are part of that legacy. Exactly. And it's important. It's very important. You know, because you want to look at visual. 20 years, what, like you said, what would they be saying about you and talking yeah. about their life growing up? And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been tremendous mm-hmm. to have you as my guest. Really, it's been tremendous. And mothers out there, we love you. We recognize you. We see what you're doing. And, again, please know that you deserve to build into your schedule, taking a break from time to time. No judgment is something that's needed, and then you come back to the people you love and care about even stronger when you're renewed and refreshed. Um, Again, Tilly, just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being my guest and all that you shared. Um, And thank you for having me as your guest because you're so wonderful at what you do. And this platform is, is needed where people can come and share and listen, grow, and learn. Thank you. Thank you. Powerful. Um, do you have any shout-outs that you want to send out before we close? Um, I just want to shout-out to all those who are listening, all those mothers out there in the universe <laughs> that keep doing what you're doing. And when you don't know what to do, to seek and find the resources because they're there for you and your family. We don't know everything. That's why we have these parenting grants to help you. Mm-hmm. You want to, like we say, when <laughs> your children grow up, you, you want them to come back and visit. <laughs> okay? All right. So yeah. go seek and find. It's out there. Amen. 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 Ladies out there um, in particular, if you or someone you know is struggling with uh, a major change or life challenge and you can't seem to get the results you want on your own, consider Christian coaching. You will gain clarity and confidence and experience renewal in your life. Go to my website, lindastevensjones.com, for more information or to schedule a a no-cost discovery session with me. I want to give a shout-out to my mom, to my um, stepmom who is no longer with us, and to every mom and mom-like woman out there who pours her love and support into others. We love you and greatly appreciate you. And remember, Listeners, go over to the Making Inspired Choices Facebook page and join the after-show discussion by posting your comments and aha moments. 
thank you so much for tuning in today, and thank you to our callers. Please mark your calendars for our next broadcast on May 24th, that's the fourth Tuesday, at 12 noon Eastern. Thank you again for being a part of this community, and until next time, make inspired choices and stay blessed.